Introducing myself. <laughs> I mean, we could even. I think we should say something like, because if someone, we can't just start talking about an episode. Be like, hey, we're a big time rush. We're not big time rush. I was gonna say we're a big time rush. Maybe you would recap show or something like that. <laughs> we're a big time rush now. <laughs> we kicked out three of them. Who did we keep? Uh, we kept Carlos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm here with Maggie and Ashton. This is the only pod we cast, so we got it today. We are discussing the second episode of Big Time Rush called Big Time School of Rock. R-O someplace is Q-U-E. Yes. Rock. Yes. Like Gustavo Rock. <laughs> I was just going to mention how some websites call it episode three because they count the pilot as episode one and two, so that got me very confused earlier today. <laughs> also, the DVD for the first half of first season doesn't have them in order, so that's also great. Thank you, Big Time Rush. It's Nickelodeon's fault. Yeah, I don't think Kendall, James, Carlos, and Logan assembled the DVD. <laughs> I think they did. They all sat in someone's garage just like printing out the DVD labels and pasting them on. Yeah, Big Time Rush started in a garage. So I would like to set the table for the, the table of this episode. Yeah, I want to set the table because James is sleeping on a table oh, in nice. the pool. It's not, really good. he's not on a raft. It's not floating. It's just like a wooden table with like four legs and they seem to be like anchored to the bottom of the pool with these big buckets and there's like a mattress on it with an attached pillow. I, he's just sleeping on it. He's holding a rolled up pillow in his arms like a teddy bear. He's wearing a t-shirt with the swim trunks. I don't know what his plan was. I don't know how he got up there. I What I understood that happened was that he was sleeping on one of those little chairs by the pool and then the other boys put together this device, put it in the water and moved him onto it. That makes a lot more sense <laughs> See, than what I was thinking. I don't know if I agree, because the way that the other boys handle it, once he's already there... Well, Logan is... goes, is it time? And Kendall says, it's time. Carlos, do the honors. So, they definitely were, like, planning this for a long they time. They were planning on dunking him, surely. I feel like the reason they thought of it, though, is because he was already on that table in this ridiculous setup. That's, and they were like, we, mm. need, we need to make him regret this. No, I, I think it's like when people go camping and, like, put the air mattress out in the water. <laughs> He's glamping. <laughs> no, they don't do it. You, no. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I do. <laughs> Either way, he's cuddling a towel. We've all done that. What happens is they want to wake him up suddenly so that he will startle and fall into the water, which they absolutely deliver. The way they do it is Carlos is like, whoa, free hair gel. And then James, he just like yells and falls in the pool. And then he's like, very funny guys, where's the free hair gel? Um, that was also the largest v-neck I had seen on a man at that point in my life in 2010. It was fully off his shoulder at one point, You've so... You've seen larger ones since then? Have you documented I did doc- I used to document sweater vests, which Logan hasn't worn one of those yet, but that's different than a v-neck. <laughs> is it? Is yeah. is a v-neck? A sweater vest I is made of sweater. I do hate that but question, though. it has the v-neck. Yeah, they- <laughs> Just thinking about that meme that's like, when guys have the v-neck. 
and they're no. like they're talking about crabs. Oh, you know what sucks? But James probably has one, and I hate that. Wow. We're probably gonna find out eventually because he is shirtless way too much on this show. I they let him wear the shirt for this at least, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, I thought this was gonna be like a hyper modest show based on their usual pool attire, but I guess not. <laughs> that um, sucks for me. Oh, you've got a big storm coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to wonder, I'd like to bring up the possibility that they have a group chat without James in it to plan these pranks, <laughs> but it's also 2010. Do they have like group chats yet? Do they have smartphones yet? No. Probably not. Do they just do this when James is asleep? Probably the same way that they did the T-bar thing in the first episode. Like they saw the opportunity and they took See, it. See, I was thinking, because <laughs> it's the only life he got, so he yes. had a little bit time. It seems like they've been planning for like a long time and waiting for him to be asleep in the perfect situation is what I thought, because he said, is it time? I definitely thought they, so <laughs> five minutes before the episode starts. Uh-huh. I bet you're wondering how we got into this situation. Right. Yeah. James is sleeping on a chair by the pool. Kendall walks by, sees it, stops, walks backwards for a second. <laughs> you can see the idea forming, and he goes and gets the other two guys and says, hey, we're gonna prank James. And Carlos is like, oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> how, how long and, have you been sitting on that? I'm not! That was just this moment. And Logan is like, uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then they, I wish this was a visual of me. <laughs> They go down and they move a table into the water. That's, Logan helps them figure out how to get him to float in the water because the pool cushion's not going to work. They're about to just throw the pool cushion in, but Logan's like, wait, it's not going to float. Um, so what are the buckets? The buckets, they found them. <laughs> I don't know what the bucket. I don't know if the table... Logan, was, Logan used science to yeah. make them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they found, they found this stuff while James is still sleeping because that's all his beauty rest or whatever. Carefully move him in the water. See, I don't think... I don't trust them enough to be able to move him like tenderly enough or he wouldn't wake up. That's why I thought James had to put himself out there and then I think that they when couldn't interfere. Okay, when it comes to pranking, they are capable of anything. Yeah, as this episode demonstrates. <laughs> That's fair. But I really, I do think James is just like the type of person who would set himself up on a table in the pool just for the drama of it all and then his friends would be like oh what a dumb thing he just did let's push him in the water but not directly i guess this is something we're gonna have to disagree on this was a long <laughs> discussion <laughs> this was like 10 seconds of the episode <laughs> it's important okay so, we need to know their intentions so kelly shows up wait wait no first god no no <laughs> this is really important to me okay, okay i'm sorry <laughs> I'm no, sorry. so it's immediately after James is like, so where's the free hair gel? And Carlos just turns around. He's like, how sweet is this? It's a vacation with singing. A vacation? And then and it then cuts to Kendall looking kind of like he wants to die. <laughs> a little trumpet. The sound effects in this episode were so much more. Mm -hmm. That's more what I'm in, used to. number. And if you'd like to continue, that is where Kelly shows up and informs them they have to go to school. And then they all clutch each other and scream for like six or seven seconds. And then as they're screaming, it goes, uh, 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 oh. And that's the, and then that song intro starts. That's the first one. Yeah. That's like the big meme. <laughs> 
It's like all over TikTok, I guess. People will show someone about to be violently injured and then it'll freeze frame and the Big Time Rush song starts to play and that's the video. So since we didn't get the intro in episode one, um, the one thing I did want to just bring up today, it's a very good intro, but the worst part is that the boys will like pop up to like lip sync part of the song as they're introduced with like the actors' names, but half of the time it doesn't match up and it's somebody else's part and that's really jarring because I don't want to see James's voice coming out of Logan's mouth mm -hmm. because that's not physically possible. Mm -hmm. They're the most opposite ones, I think, right? Well, they could orchestrate it so that Logan <laughs> was lip-syncing to James's voice. It's not completely impossible. I thought you meant they could, instead of James's voice, they would just make, like, violins do it, and then Logan <laughs> singing is just violins. <laughs> Where did you get violins? You said orchestrate! It's orchestra! Oh my god, no! <laughs> I'm just imagining every song but <laughs> Logan singing it's just some violins. If we are talking about the intro for a hot second, their lips are very pink in the intro. Why? What filter is I that? I don't know why. Oh my god. I, yeah. Anyway, we can move on from that. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that the woman who plays Kelly, Tiny Chisel, thank you, and the woman who plays Kendall and Katie's mom. Fuck, I don't know her name. Well, yeah, because they don't get billed Wait, during I mean, the themes. They do eventually. Okay, because okay. I was like, I know they build Tiny Chisel yes. at some point. I don't remember the mom. Does she ever? I don't believe Okay. Don't quote me on that. She was on I was about to be like, her name's Jennifer, but that's not it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she what if it is, though? She's a Jennifer. Man, I wish one of us was named Jennifer. If all of us were named Jennifer. <laughs> that would be too powerful. <laughs> I'm Jennifer. I'm here with Jennifer and Jennifer. And we're Don't you know it's Jennifer time? <laughs> we're a parody of the Jonas Brothers, according <laughs> to the Phantom Wiki. All right, so after the intro, Kelly's explaining why they have to go to school. And she's saying, per Actor, Singers, and Performers Association, ASPA. Kids in the entertainment industry must attend four hours of school a day. Also, in our reality, in our timeline, ASPA is the American Society for Public Administration. So I guess they just kind of took that one. So Kelly goes, did you even look at the pamphlets I gave you? Which cuts to a fun little montage. I would like to start with Kendall's. It's just he crumples it up. And then he's outside alone behind Rock Records, like in the parking lot. And he's like wearing his hockey gear. So he crumples it up to use it as a ball for street hockey. And and he shoots it into the, just this garbage can that's on its side from like three feet away. And then he starts like screaming his head out. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's just <laughs> alone out there. <laughs> so my notes say Kendall's disproportionate excitement over playing hockey with his pamphlet. Yeah. I was genuinely taken aback. Like I think I physically recoiled a little bit because I didn't want him to get me. <laughs> okay, anyway, Logan cuts his into one of those little arts and crafts chains with okay. like all the people that look like they're holding hands. I don't know how he did that with a pamphlet. He's, uh, he's, he's a genius. <laughs> Which I guess that's why he's so ha <laughs> like proud of himself. <laughs> Wasn't that a theme from the movie Us? The paper people holding hands? Yes. Okay, cool. So I don't know how that fits in thematically into the episode. I didn't think that was what you meant at first. I thought Logan being a genius was a theme from Us. <laughs> I know it was not. Um, James just kills a fly with his. His was goes, so boring. Like, yeah. ha, and throws it in the garbage. No, yeah, he does look very proud of himself. Like, it was the first time he's ever thought to kill a fly. It's like, oh my god, you can do that. They don't have flies in Minnesota. They just die. It's too cold. The flies all froze to death. <laughs> Carlos also um, wrecks his... It's unusable as a pamphlet. You see his hand reaching over from off screen, and then his hand hits the empty toilet paper roll, but then his hand finds the pamphlet. 
and then he holds it up triumphantly and then it disappears from the frame. About that frame though, there's a little toothbrush holder and it has four toothbrushes in it and I thought that was really cute. <laughs> and then I started thinking about the layout of the apartment, which is like a whole rabbit don't, hole. Don't think about it too hard. Right, because I'm like, oh, they have their own bathroom then, so it has to be a second bathroom. I don't want Katie and her mom to have to share a bathroom with the guys. That's terrible. But this is also a pretty big time crib, so everything changes anyway in like three episodes, so I can't even get into right. that right now. But I do like their little board toothbrush holder. That was <laughs> adorable. So they are back in the palm woods. The school bell rings and a crowd of children is walking through the lobby and they're like, hey, what's going on? Tyler tells them, we're all going to the school at the palm woods, which is a weird way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> we're all going to school at the palm woods. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, where we all live, <laughs> where we are right now. So the boys follow everyone over to the classroom and they see the teacher, Miss Collins, who is played by Tara Strong, which is very fun. If you think you don't know her, you're wrong. <laughs> so she says, today's lesson is fractions and I thought a fun way to learn would be to cut up some pies and then she lifts these two pies up from like underneath the desk where she was holding them and Logan just says I love fractions and Carla says I love pie and then Tara Strong goes and after we cut them I guess we'll have to eat them and then everyone in the class cheers and high fives each other <laughs> and that's when Kelly breaks the news and says hey you're not going to school here uh, uh, yes. uh, uh. <laughs> before we move too far away from school at the Palmwoods mm -hmm. a one room school Schoolhouse, Tyler and the Jennifers, definitely in different grades, all talking about fractions in the same way though. I think all of them are too old for fractions? I mean, how did they do the one-room schoolhouses back in the olden days? Little House on the Prairie? I always <laughs> right, wondered I how like, they all learned together. Right, I thought that it was like the teacher would give an assignment to the younger kids and then just... So what I think maybe happened is because clearly the fraction thing was mostly centered around the pie. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was just she wanted to bring in pie that day but wanted it to look like it was centered around learning so then that's how she just kind of started the class and then she actually put in real schoolwork instead of cutting up pies for children <laughs> to teach them math. I should have done more research into one-room schoolhouses. Why did none of us remember anything from the county mandated field trip to <laughs> the historic one-room schoolhouse? Good news, they do return. There's many episodes centered around school at the Palmwoods so we have time to learn more about one-room <laughs> schoolhouses and also their proms and <gasps> dances oh and you guys gotta stay tuned we get that cut to the front of rock records with that big sign everything's stone and you get gustavo he's wearing an amazing purple ensemble with like a fun multicolor sideways hat yeah it's a snapback that has neon like splotches on it yes that he's wearing sideways which is great he has several chain necklaces on and he, a matching chain bracelet he always and has so many chains also i enjoy the giant sunglasses indoors i know that happens a lot it's not a novelty, but I appreciate it. So he says, welcome to the School of Rock, which really just made me sad that I don't think Jack Black is ever on Big Time Rush. And I feel like it was so close, right? Like, he, he's not on it, right? It feels like he should so. be. He should be. We're so close. We got Russell Brand. I don't want him. Because <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, Nickelodeon. Because Jack Black was associated with Nickelodeon, right? Not yeah. Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Nickelodeon, he had that commercial. He was hosting, like, Kids' Choice Awards or something, and it was the back and black song, but it was, Jack is back. So that's and how... he said he was the host with the most, and it just made me want to watch Beetlejuice. <laughs> so I did, even though it was, like, March. I would like to posit a theory of mine, which is that Gustavo Rock and Jack Black's character in the movie School of Rock are related in some way. Maybe they're like cousins and Gustavo got the idea for the School of Rock, or at least the title of it, 
from his cousin Jack Black. Is Jack Black's name in the movie School of Rock? Is his last name Rock? No. No, okay. I mean, Gustavo, we learned in the unaired pilot clip yeah. that Gustavo's real last name is not Rock. I forgot what it was, but it wasn't Rock. I mean, like, Jack Black uses a pseudonym that entire movie anyway, so, like, it's just, I don't know what anyone's Anything last name is. Anything is possible, it sounds like. Also, cousins don't necessarily have to have the same last name. Mm-hmm. So, but it would be weird if your cousin had this big thing called the School of Rock, but you were the one with the last name Rock. They're in this tiny instrument storage room with these five desks crammed into it, and the four boys are like crammed in their own little corners of the room. And then James is really afraid. He goes, I, I don't like this school. And Gustavo yells, Quiet! You love it! <laughs> There's also a bottle of Pepto-Bismol on the teacher's desk. Just for teachers. All I remember is that at this school, they don't have lunch breaks, they have harmony breaks. <laughs> which Carlos gets really excited about, and I did too. It was infectious. Which is interesting because Carlos is also the one obsessed with pie, so you'd think he'd want his lunch break to eat his pie. He just enjoys things. I, I aspire him. to be like Carlos. <laughs> He's an enthusiast. So. Um, their teacher is also played by a famous voice actor in most children's media. I tried going through his IMDb page, but I just felt like I was scrolling for five years of my life, and then I looked down and I was only in 2018. <laughs> I'm proud of him, but god yeah. damn it. His name is D. Bradley Baker, and he does, like, animal noises. <laughs> I have a couple of highlights. I mean, most important is Spongebob. Well, see, I thought most important was Appa and Momo. <laughs> I thought most important was Perry the Platypus, but <laughs> Disney is the enemy. He's the announcer on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Basically, if you think you don't know Dee Bradley Baker, you're wrong. So he's their teacher. He's super nerdy looking. His name is Mr. Smitty. Like Smitty Werbin Jaeger Man Jensen. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, did he voice him? When he pops out of his grave. <laughs> oh my god. I have to look that up. Um, he does look in his glasses and outfit like a caricature of Griffin McElroy. Stop. No. No, he can't. No. <laughs> Gustavo walks out of the room so they can start learning. And Mr. Smitty goes, He was voiced by D. Bradley No! No! Jeez, oh my god, I'm so happy about this. Is this like some Nickelodeon deep cut show? Oh, for sure. Yeah, where they named him Mr. Smitty after... Oh, Jesus. Big Time Rush, the show, is very pro-Spongebob. Yeah. They're very pro-Spongebob and very pro Yogaba Gabba. Nickelodeon only has... 12 actors. But somehow none of the iCarly or Victoria's cast made it on Big Time Rush. So. I mean, Victoria did. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, like we don't get Ariana Grande at all. Can you imagine? No. Well, oh my goodness. Nicole Scherzinger, which is, I know it's not the same thing at all, but. <laughs> No, I'm just like, can you imagine a big time rush Ariana Grande? I never saw her in Victoria, so I really can't imagine her on Nickelodeon at all. There is a point wow. later in this episode where Gustavo succeeds at something and he yells, I'm gonna laugh and leave Victorious now! And I was like, was he on Victorious? And then I was like, no, he was not. But then I was like, was Victorious a thing yet? And it premiered two months later. Oh man, so, that's where they got the idea. I don't know. No. That's, <laughs> I think it's called that because her name is Victoria. Yeah. But they're like, okay, we gotta get that name in people's heads early, so we're gonna start saying the word Victorious <laughs> in all of our other shows, and people will already be thinking about it before nice. they know it's a thing. So Mr. Smitty, he's like, it's time to start learning. He doesn't say that. That's just what's happening. He 
those first step, we have probabilities, which is the probability that this band will fail before its first single is ever released. Oh, he's so hostile. He wants them to die. It's, he doesn't want them to die. It's, it's a lot, though. <laughs> if four boys are in a band making $10,000, their manager gets 15%, their record sales plummet 80%, what part of their dream is crushed? All of it. <laughs> and I really wanted Logan to correct him. <laughs> After Mr. Smitty says all those horrible things, Carlos just goes, I don't think we're getting pie. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of in the middle of all this, they stick in a scene where Mrs. Knight is trying to homeschool Katie by the pool, which I guess the pool side is where they decided to go do the schoolwork, which is, that's fine. I mean, if all the kids are at Palmwood school. That's yeah. true. She keeps pulling out books and she's like, negative integers. And then she's nervous laughter. <laughs> she just closes it and pulls out another one. She's like, let's do history. The Peloponnesian War. Let's see if we can get you into a real school. I feel, it made me feel old because I'm like, I also don't remember. I, I knew negative integers. I feel good about that one. I don't know what the Peloponnesian War was, guys. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't teach a child about it. It means by Greece. So they go to the front desk of the Palmwoods to ask um, the manager, Mr. Bitters. This is the first time we meet Mr. Bitters. Oh yeah, I was looking I was looking up facts about the episode. Wikipedia said Mr. Bitters made his first appearance and Griffin was absent for the first time. <laughs> Bitters tells them that if they want to be in the Palmwood school, she's got to be an actor in the Actors Guild, and in order to do that, she has to book a gig, and in order to do that, she needs a talent manager. And he pulls out a little sign that says talent and puts it in front of his little manager sign. And then they haggle about his percentage, and then he gives them a list of open auditions, casting calls, or whatever. And then he says that out of the percentage, <laughs> daddy gets some walking around money. I think that is the worst phrase used in the show so far. Ever. I don't think it's the worst phrase ever. I'm he sure that is. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's very scary. I don't trust him. I know he's gonna, like, be an antagonist in um, some capacity. Back at the School of Rock, Smitty is talking about how they won't succeed and how he used to be a music boy. So he's trying to get them to pay attention again because I don't remember what they're doing. They're not paying attention, but he goes, look at the board. And he like points wait, to it no, with no. a little stick. No, no, wait, what happens no. before that? Yeah. First, he talks about how he used to be in a boy band. Okay. And they used to fly business class and drink milk from the carton. <laughs> He's so scary about the milk from the carton. And then I wrote, I don't think he's a certified teacher, which apparently he is, because later on they talk about how they always get these certified teachers. Um, oh man, I skipped a lot of shit, damn. He pauses after milk. I wrote down his inflections. He's like, drinking milk from the carton. And then he makes like a scary noise. He's like, ugh. <laughs> and you're like, not sure how you're supposed to interpret that noise. And then the boys wonder, I wonder what's happening at the Palmwood School right now. <laughs> and they imagine fantasies. There's like beach balls and pie, right? <laughs> it's yeah, pie. There's just a bunch of kids eating pies when they're in the classroom and their English homework is to throw away their books and their math homework is to, to watch TV. play video games. Yes. Yeah. And their science homework is water gun fight. And the blackboard says today is monkey day. <laughs> 
which I really wanted to know more about. Then they get pulled out of their daydream. That's when he sprays them with water. Sprays them with water like they're cats. Oh, Kendall asked, do we all have the same fantasy? And then Carlos goes, did it involve bungee jumping? And Kendall goes, no, but close enough. So does that mean we're in Kendall's fantasy? Which one of them are we in? I think so. I think that's what it implied. Look, what was Logan thinking about? Math? I don't know. He was probably thinking about math. (laughs) That's why we didn't see his fantasy. Was James even thinking about the same thing, or is he just thinking about, like... James? Yeah, I think he's just thinking about his hair. (laughs) That's why they didn't show it. That's when Smitty's arm does the thing. Yeah. That goes to write on the board. Board? Twists his arm in such a way. That looks cool, but they also add a sound effect to it, and then Kendall's like, whoa, whoa, do that again, and he keeps doing it, and there keeps being a sound effect, and I thought Kendall was going to break the fourth wall in the very <laughs> second episode. Like, hey, there's like a record scratch when you move your arm. Do it again. There. I don't think we break the fourth wall for a long time. Right. Like, but probably they do till the last eventually. Mm-hmm. It never gets. They don't think they ever look into the camera, which would have been bad. It's just very authentically just kids distracting the teacher, and then it turns into them saying, "Oh, you can't be in a boy band, but you can be in a man band." <laughs> well, they goes, "They're all the rage these days." And then Carlos goes, "In Germany," but then they all stop and stare at him, like as if that was the most bonkers thing that had been said in the past like five <laughs> minutes there's a good like four seconds of silence and it shows all of them staring at carlos Just the like show is never quiet for more than like a second because there's always a sound effect they really let that sink in about how that was a <laughs> dumb thing for carlos to say and i'm like but they ended up sending him to germany's a faraway place that makes yeah. sense yeah, and it worked i was them. so mad i'm like leave him alone he does a heel click as he so leaves he's like i can't be in a band i used i'm i'm done with music i threw all of my demos in the ocean <laughs> no no I flung all those into the ocean. I want to know how much of, like, a spectacle he made that. Like, I'm picturing a guy on the Santa Monica Pier just, like, flinging them one by one, screaming in pain every time. He's definitely sobbing the whole time. So they decide they're going to help him record his demo. So they bring him over to the recording studio. And the song on his demo is Big Time Rush by Big Time Rush. Which I'm wondering, did he know their music, like, coming into it? I don't believe so at all. I think he wouldn't have listened to it principle. Then He's like, why? I don't care about them and they're not going to make it, so it's n- there's no reason <laughs> for me to listen to it. Why wouldn't he sing a song that he knew? They were like, oh, there's this new song. You'll think I it's great. Think, I don't think that's what you would do for a demo. <laughs> the song has not been released yet. If he actually made it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they're a cover band. Just a man band in Germany living out the exact same plot. <laughs> a bigger time run. <laughs> Gustavo has to go there, and he's really angry about it. He's like, what's a Germany? <laughs> well, okay. You haven't seen, have you seen the Belgium episode? Oh my no. goodness. Jesus, ooh, okay. Ooh. As far as I know, Gustavo still has not figured out what a Minnesota is. I don't think he ever will. I don't think he ever goes back there. Mm-mm. So, immediately after Mr. Smitty walks out of that recording booth, they have this demo CD in their hand, and they're handing it to him <laughs> as he's walking out. I'm wondering if that's just, like, a show thing, like, we need a lot of things to happen, and we're not gonna wait for the boys to go make a CD. So it's like, it's probably fake, right? It's probably a blank CD they're saying yeah. him. Mm-hmm. They probably have no idea how to operate oh. any of that recording equipment. Nothing was recorded there. Oh, no. And they take him out of there, and they hand him a ticket to Germany. So that's probably also fake, right? But no, because... But he... then in about three hours, they would realize the farce and get in even more trouble. Like, he'd just come back. 
Did they get a real ticket to Germany? That's what I thought. Do they have any money? Yeah, I was wondering if they had, like... They convinced him to buy a ticket, and they printed it for him. How much have they earned so far? None. They can... Mm -hmm. They didn't earn anything. They have zero money. They're still trying to, like, make their demo to give to Griffin, and hoping Griffin will pick their demo. That didn't happen yet. There's an episode (laughs) called Big Time Demo. Okay. It's just, this show takes so long to do anything. (laughs) They buy him a ticket on a site called Travel Moose, and they send him to Dusseldorf, because... I think they thought that was a funny city name. <laughs> mm-hmm. They hand him his plane ticket and his briefcase. He says Elvira is in at some point. Yeah, and he just magically brings bags out of nowhere. Yeah. And then he leaves while clicking his heels, which is adorable. And as soon as he gets off screen, Gustavo and Kelly walk up. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what happened? So now they have to get them a new teacher. And Gustavo's Gustavo. like, someone untrickable! He says it. Someone! Untrickable. <laughs> no, I just really, I made sure to put the exclamation point between un and trickable because why would anyone do that? He had to breathe. <laughs> and then there's a fun whooshing noise as Gustavo like slips off screen. <laughs> I like when they do that. It was really suave. <laughs> and now we're at Katie's first audition. Yeah. Which is for a laxative commercial. And everyone else in the waiting room is old. They're all elderly black women. Mm -hmm. And they're like, are you sure you should be here? One of the laxative auditioners is a jazz singer with multiple albums. Okay. Named Maxine Weldon. Nice. Granted, she hasn't had an album as of late. Like, she could just, like, do whatever she wants. Just pop in and out. (laughs) That's what I would do. I was just going to say the line that Katie is practicing is, Does a bear poop in the forest? It does if it takes poop a noosle. <laughs> and then they realize they have to come back tomorrow for the potato chip commercial. <laughs> Katie asks, like, she turns to her mom, who is her manager, and is like, Can I fire you? No, I'm your mom. <laughs> and then they get their new teacher, Mrs. Chiswick. 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 I believe. Anyway, she said that she has she says she has a black belt and that she's gonna hit them with it. <laughs> She was threatening, but I don't think it's legal. Well, I was no. looking forward to seeing some like black belt moves, but she wasn't around long enough, unfortunately. No, because Kendall has stolen the keys to Gustavo's Porsche. He was just ready with those, like <laughs> yeah, immediately. I was wondering about the logistics of that. Like, how did she get the registration? Because it's just 100% she just is in possession of a stolen car. Uh-huh. So that's not ideal. And apparently she's, like, a tough teacher, so you'd think she would know things about how you can't really just take a car. And I guarantee the boys know nothing about cars. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. None of them can drive except Logan's learner's permit. And you know he doesn't know about registration. Absolutely not. Well, Why he's not? A he's a genius. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's gone... They hear a big screeching of tires, and Gustavo is like, Kelly, have you seen my car keys? So then he's flipping out. So they have to have another meeting in his office. <laughs> a really loud car just actually went by outside, <laughs> like in the show. Hey, lady, you see my car keys? <laughs> So they're, yeah, they're back in Principal Rock's office. Oh yeah, he makes a big announcement that says all students to Principal <laughs> Rock's office, and then which he, I thought was fun. He did go the extra mile and decorate the entire office to look like a principal's office, which I really appreciated. And also there's a painting of an old white man. It's, it, you know who it is? It's not Griffin. It's former President Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 95% sure that's who that is. 
And I did, I don't know anything about U.S. history, but I skimmed his Wikipedia page and I didn't see, he wasn't, I was hoping he was like a principal before yes, he became a politician. He was the principal I was really of hoping. a bad fake music school. No, I was hoping he was a principal at one point, but I think he was just in the military and I don't know why he's there. Do you think Nickelodeon just had this in their prop room? Oh, maybe it was a, maybe it's a leftover um, Ned's declassified prop <laughs> from President Eisenhower. No, I didn't watch that maybe show. Maybe he tore it out of um, Katie's history book that she's not using <laughs> and just put it on the wall. I don't think he's met. It wasn't Katie. even on a wall. It was on this like stand, like it was right next to his chair. <laughs> like it was a funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He goes, boys, I care about you. I do. I'd like to tell you a story from my youth. My principal was a jerk, and I vowed that someday I would be a principal. A good one. Fair. Pleasant. And Kendall's like, but you're none of those things. Actually, Carlos. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just <laughs> assume that it's Kendall if hey. I know who's talking. No, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, hey, things don't always work out. But the you're none of those things haunted me for the past, like, five hours. And then when I was walking to go get my falafel is when it hit me, what it actually was. It reminded me of that line from the Legally Bond musical. Law school is for boring, ugly, serious people. But you, Button, are none of those things. So that's not what I thought it was gonna be, but... <laughs> the implication, I think, of Eisenhower's picture is and Gustavo's uh, desire to emulate his former principal, I think, would indicate that Eisenhower was his former principal. <laughs> Who was mean to him? <laughs> and I love that so much, even though it's not true. Oh, it is now. I mean, Eisenhower is too old, right? Yeah. I know he was born in like 1890 or something. He's too old and too not a principal. They cloned Eisenhower <laughs> and made him a principal. <laughs> oh, God. Just for this. Just for Gustavo. Yeah. <laughs> He was the only student. He's a special boy. Also, Logan is the only one of the boys who doesn't have a backpack, which feels wrong. Yeah, he's yeah. a genius. Like, Kendall and James are both wearing their backpacks, and Carlos is holding his on his lap, and there's just none to be seen for Logan. He Logan's the only one who would bring his school supplies. He memorized all of the books. He memorized all of his, his pencils, head. and he doesn't need them anymore. <laughs> Well, you don't need a backpack just for a couple of pencils. He's not wearing his pocket protector, which he canonically has, or will have at one point. Anyway, it bothers me that that's the way the backpacks were distributed. <laughs> he has to be free to get hit with the giant book yeah. and knock off his chair. Was that in that scene? <laughs> yeah, because that's when Gustavo says, oh wait. I think that's in the next time they're that all called the to his time. office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they all filmed them all in a row, probably, though. Yeah. So then they're like, okay, for the next thing we have to film, he can't have a backpack. So anyway. their next teacher is WWE Superstar, super teacher. Chris, the masterpiece master. They have to pick up their, throw away their books, <laughs> pick up their desks, and lift oh, them. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> and then they walk into the palm woods, and Tyler says, hey guys, high five! And they can't lift their arms. <laughs> and he's happy because they're having school outside today, and then they have their palm woods fantasy. Yeah, they all know that they had the school with the palm woods fantasy. So I was thinking about how cute it was that Mrs. Knight packed them lunches in the little brown paper bags because I forgot what was happening in the next <laughs> that made their lunches way less cute. But in the moment, it was cute when they couldn't lift their arms. <laughs> so they come up with another plan to get rid of Mr. Masterpiece, who shows up wearing a tank top and a tie. It's a very which good look. Great. So and he starts class by saying, now let me jot down something about how body oil and fitness lead to a healthy immune system. <laughs> so he turns to the board as he's writing that boys are getting up to shenanigans, but what he is writing is oil plus fitness equals immune. <laughs> 
So if you'd like to talk about what's happening during that. He's certified. <laughs> While his back is turned, they dump out their clam chowder onto James's desk. It's horn chowder. chowder. I knew I had it wrong. It's fine. Which I didn't know existed. I <laughs> That's don't... what Mrs. Knight packed them all for lunch that yeah, day. Yeah, I've never heard of it before this. They don't even have lunch breaks. They have harmony breaks. Yeah. What's she thinking? But they put it on James's desk. He puts a little bit in his mouth, and then he makes vomiting noises. Chris Masters turns around and... <laughs> you can't say it like that, because Sorry. I think of the Chris Master episode of Ladybug. Oh, no! Right? I, I was trying to Google Chris and Master Beast Masters, but Chris Master came up first, that episode, and I got really upset. Oh, my goodness. They pretend to throw up, and then they start eating the fake vomit. Carlos yells, oh, chunky vomit! I'm <laughs> I was trying not to think about that part, but sure, let's talk about it. <laughs> and Chris the Masterpiece Masters <laughs> says, oh, no, the germs! And then runs out of the room, and he looks at Gustavo and says, those boys are animals! And then flexes, and then runs. <laughs> Oh Is this where Gustavo's, he comes out of his office and he's holding that little hand crank pencil That's sharpener? And if it, it's a portable one, yeah, <laughs> you can just keep it with it. Oh, also when Mr. When he... <laughs> when the teacher... Mr. Masters. When he sees them he's eating... actually, he asked them to call him Mr. Masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, and he wrote it on the board. When he sees them eating the quote-unquote vomit, he screams and he puts his hands on his cheeks like Kevin McAllister. <laughs> And I thought that was cute. What a guy. I wonder I, if he's in that Scooby-Doo WWE Smackdown. Well, here's the thing. I looked on his IMDb page because I wanted to see if he like did pop up in other like, sitcom stuff. It's just big time rush. <laughs> Everything else is just real wrestling. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> that's Maybe really he did fun. big time rush and he's like, never again. That was <laughs> terrible. Or he's like, that's that's it. It's going to peak there. Nothing can be better than that. I mean, I, I'm out. He had to react to people pretending to eat vomit, but it was really corn chowder. So like, I don't even know what the difference is. Hopefully. You know how they do the thing when people are having conversations on camera is like they film them both separately and then they have stand-ins. Maybe he didn't even have to be <laughs> in the room with them and they just had someone else sit there and then he would just yell things at them. <laughs> about chunky vomit. That would be good. So this is the scene where they're all sitting in his office again and Gustavo's like, if you keep scaring off these teachers, I have this giant book and it's full of all teachers that can keep calling and they can keep coming in. That's where he throws it at Logan and it hits him <laughs> in the chest and it sends him off the chair into the floor. Which is what Griffin's assistant did to Gustavo in the last episode. So now he's just taking everything out on the boys. Yeah. Which I think is a big theme throughout the entire show. Do you show. think he was wearing warm pants? No. I don't think he was. I don't believe he was. He would have talked about it. He was in his principal uniform, which was just dress pants, and then he was wearing a short sleeve collared shirt, but the sleeves still went down to his elbows, mm -hmm. and it's tucked in, and then he is, just has a tie that's kind of too short. And glasses. And then his little pencil sharpener. <laughs> and that's when he says, I'm gonna laugh and leave victorious now. But then Logan's holding the book, and that's when James goes, I smell plan. <laughs> also, Gustavo asks, um, he has two ties, and he's holding them up for Kelly, and he's like, which one makes me look more principally? And she's like the ugly one. <laughs> he looks so perturbed by her answer. <laughs> I don't know what he was expecting. <laughs> it's like she just told him it wasn't girl time. <laughs> what time it is, is it's time for Kendall and James to walk in with duffel bags full of clothing, I guess. And a couple books. Yeah, just so much of stuff. 
um, they walk in, it's the control room of the recording studio, right? Mm-hmm. So they start, like, throwing all their stuff into, like, the drawers, just every surface. That's when Gustavo gets mad, obviously. <laughs> and he says, I hope you can explain why my control room is filled with your... And I wrote this down because he does say, sweaty socks. <laughs> <laughs> no. Carlos and Logan They are... just strut <laughs> merrily past and the music yeah. is perfect. And then they just throw more shit in there. <laughs> it's so good. And then Gustavo's about to yell again, but then Logan's like, well, according to this rule, you have to have adequate storage space for your students. And Carlos goes, you wouldn't want to lose your business. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Which was just like what he was doing you the thing in the first episode. <laughs> I was like, well, where's your teacher? And they're like, oh, we told them that he gets five paid sick days and two personal days a year. And apparently, upon finding this out, the teacher grabbed a surfboard. Because <laughs> then he's running down the hall and he stops and looks at them and yells, so long, suckers, and runs out of the building. As if that was not something that jobs have. Right, like, that's, that's a week. <laughs> Maybe. It's like he never knew he was allowed to have personal days. Like, no one ever told him. Right. Big Time Rush takes place in a dystopia. Right. Someone was gonna say it eventually. That's the only evidence I have so far. Um, that's why Gustavo doesn't know what Minnesota is. Because <laughs> I got assimilated by Canada. I don't know if Canada would do that. I mean, in that Stephen King book where the guy stops JFK from being murdered, <laughs> is that the same guy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So he stops Oswald from, I almost said assimilating Jesus Christ, assassinating him. He stops him from assimilating Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then this guy goes back, so he'd like to, he had traveled back in time, so then he travels back to the present, but everything is really fucked up, and Maine had become part of Canada, and also all the Beatles were still alive, so they had a Beatles reunion tour, but then a bomb, someone like brought a bomb, and it blinded Paul McCartney, and the guy was like, well, we can't have this, so we went back in time, and he, he, he let... JFK die again. <laughs> they fuck up the school and Gustavo's big mad. In the middle of this, Katie's at her audition and there's a little boy that's like, you're not gonna get the part because you suck. And his mom also is saying that Katie's not gonna get the part. Mrs. Knight gets real mad and tackles the mom. And then the little boy says, ha, your mom is crazy. And then Katie tackles the boy. One quote I'd like to bring up in this scene is when the boy is knocking on her, he goes, she couldn't sell bacon do a dog and then katie yells what if i kick your bacon (laughs) is she talking about his dick like i don't i don't want to think about his dick (laughs) i'm not thinking about it i'm just conceptually i don't want her to have been thinking yeah she probably like kick your butt one thing i do want to bring up the btr fandom wiki there were two comments on this episode and the first one was on july 26 2013 this person said won't it be great if katie and elliot dated i mean they have the same personalities and junk (laughs) (laughs) And then the second one was just, they said, syncation, so funny, lol. That was in April 20th, 2012. That was me. Yeah, right. Also me. The mama bear gene is very strong in the night women. The person running the auditions comes out and is like, Katie Knight? And then the moms stop fighting each other. And Mrs. Knight is like, she's not getting the part, is she? And then they don't actually say no. There's just a silence. And no one knows what to say. I said no out loud. (laughs) And then it switches to Gustavo and Kelly discussing the situation and how they can't find any rules that say that the boys have to stop their shenanigans. Oh yeah, Gustavo says there's gotta be something in that book that will make me win. Is that when the goat walks by? Well he yells, the day I let them beat me is the day I, is that a goat? (laughs) 
and a goat walks in. Do they explain where they got the goat? I don't think no, they do. They just no, found a goat. There's, there's just a goat. And then all those Carlos stray says, goats. They call it Gus. Gustavo. <laughs> the sickest burn so far. <laughs> Take notes, Kendall. So the goat is their mascot because, per the rules, they're entitled to a mascot. And, of course, the mascot has to be there for their sports game. Basketball, which is confusing. Yeah, is it happening just in a room do in they? the studio? Play? It's the recording booth. It is the re- it's the big recording booth. That's yeah. right. Okay. Do, do they, they just play basketball when they're not playing hockey? I, I, don't, I don't think they've... No, I don't think they've ever played basketball because they lose. They get... Real I know. They get, like, two baskets. Um, well, they got five points. Did they get five? There were five points. (laughs) Interesting. So either they made a layup or someone made a three-pointer. Or someone managed to make a one-pointer or lose them a point. (laughs) Well, one point would be like a layup. I don't know what a layup is. One person stands at the line. There's just like a line of people standing there watching you throw because they want to try to get the rebound, but it's very quiet and still. Oh. No, I thought a layup was just when you... Oh my goodness. I meant free point. I've been saying the wrong word. Yeah. I I thought a layup was when you like jump and like... Yeah, you just... (laughs) Like, where is she going with this? You're, you're I was like, you have to fight your way through the line. Oh, I'm so bad at words. I know what I'm talking about. It just doesn't sound no, like I it. No, I believe you. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> so they're playing the cast of Hopeless Housewives. And they are really good. They're getting completely destroyed. One of the um, Hopeless Housewives dunks the ball and then, like, grabs the hoop and pulls the entire thing down with her and they land on a drum kit and Gustavo screams. And it does I, happen at the last second of the game. I for also scream. <laughs> Um, and they got so many people there, and also bleachers. I don't know how they got all of these people here. They also got Kelly on their side at that point. Yeah. She's, like, cheering for them and wearing a t-shirt, and Gustavo's like, what the fuck, Kelly? <laughs> she's like, if you can't beat them, join them. And she's having a great time. I'm really happy for her. And then they get called into the principal's office, <laughs> and Gustavo tells them that their hooliganistic tactics don't scare him. Amazing. When does he say the sabotage line? <laughs> sabotage smooth a touch and then he oh follows God. it up with you can not beat me <laughs> usually it'd be like schmabatot i guess that maybe is he could hard say it in the say. moment Smoovatosh. Maybe they didn't give him enough lines and he had to make some up on the spot. <laughs> Maybe that was just exactly what was written in the script, though. It probably was. Yeah. And then he expels them. Completely baffled. <laughs> He's like, you're expelled. Get out of my office. Well, first James says, what does that mean? <laughs> He's like, it means you're kicked out of my school. And then they leave, and Kelly says, so I'll pick them up at the Palmwood school at noon. And then they cheer. And then Katie and the boy and her mom, but not the other mom, (laughs) um, have landed a commercial for a cleaning product called Sudzo. Because Katie and Elliot are fighting in the background. And then another sentence from the fandom wiki is, parentheses, this is because it is an example of how children get dirty. Bitters walks by and just like a pimp. Scary. Yeah. I hate him. He has a really big stack of cash. Their deal was 5% of Katie's earnings. She ended up being one of three people in the commercial, so she probably made a third of mm-hmm. what the commercial was already going to shittily pay her. And Bitters? she had no lines in it, so. Is Bitters her mom's manager too? Probably not. No, because they didn't make that deal. Her mom got that deal by herself, right? But if they needed him to let them into the Palmwood school, he 
probably would have been but grody about it. I don't think 5% would have been a stack of 20s that high. Oh no. I, Maybe he's, it's implied that he's the talent manager for a lot of the kids at the school and he runs the scam a lot. That's probably very true. I just assumed he has a back room where he keeps a fake fur coat. He just keeps all of his money in there so yeah. that he can walk out and feel special after something <laughs> happens. I don't know. There are probably all ones under there. <laughs> so then the boys get to go to the Palmwood school finally. Yay! Yay! Carlos brought his own pie. <laughs> and the rest of them brought super soakers. She says, today we're going to talk about water displacement. <laughs> so they took that to mean that we're going to displace the water yep. from our super soakers. <laughs> so I don't know why they got in trouble for that. They were on theme. I mean, Carlos was just stuck his face in a pie, which That's I guess true. didn't hurt anyone else, though. Mm -hmm. yeah, it was his own it's face. Just, yeah, you're allowed to bring food to school. And he had to do lines with the rest of them. He didn't bring a super soaker! <laughs> Oh my god, because their detention, everyone was super pissed because they were sitting in a classroom and all got wet. Their detention was to write, I will not spray water soakers in class, like in their own little quadrant of the board. James wrote his so big, so he wrote <laughs> it like five times. But Carlos didn't bring a super and soaker. They have to share the board, it's so funny. She's like, just... they all are just one unit and they all get punished together and they all have to use the same board. Yep. Ever said at the top that this was directed by Savage Steve Halland and <laughs> it was written by Dave Schiff. He wrote four total episodes of Victim Rush and he's worked on things like that 70s show and King of the Hill. Interesting. I don't know what that means. I just feel like it's important. And also there's no song in this episode, which is weird. Yeah, yeah that really bothered me. I mean, Big Time Rush, I guess, the Mr. Smitty version. <laughs> we never got that released as a single, so. Oh, the boys are posting nice stuff to Logan because his birthday was yesterday. He's 31 now, so congrats to him. So the post that Kendall posted about Logan, well, he says, I met Logan at a friend's house party just before I booked Big Time Rush. It was so great to see a familiar face at the final casting, I was super nervous to be part of the band. Flash forward to more years later, and we're still thick as thieves. Like, really cute stuff like that, right? Um, but the... <laughs> One of the first comments on it was like, wow, when I first started reading that, I thought Logan died. <laughs> <laughs> and so the picture that he had posted on, like, Logan's Instagram, I don't know how Instagram works, probably their own terminology, but it's this one from the set of the Till I Forget About You music video, Aww. So, which is cute. But someone just said, wow, so he really just went on Google. <laughs> which killed me. Oh, they're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'm like, did you not have any, like, personal photos? <laughs> James apparently got a haircut the other day. It's very floppy, so I guess check out his Instagram story. <laughs> okay, but this is not gonna, your, this is not gonna come out re in anytime soon. That's true. <laughs> Wild. Okay, never mind. So his haircut's just gonna be gone. Like, it's gonna grow <laughs> out by the time you hear this. Um, I have to stop the recording, because I don't... Have to go. We have to go. Our pants are cold. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is a lot. Girl, my.